Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, folks, it's Mark Aram. I hope you're enjoying the Mark Aram Show podcast. A reminder, you can hear this very radio show live Monday through Friday. We're live 6 to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday on 95.5 WSB Atlanta's News and Talk. Full disclosure as we start the Mark Aram show here at uh, 6.08 in the p.m. I am working on zero sleep. Normally I sleep during the day, but I got hooked into those stinking impeachment hearings and I was stayed up and I watched them all. They didn't put uh, you to sleep? No, I, that it was, was so boring. I love the historic. I, I didn't think so at all. Oh, like, it was awful. I love the historic aspect of it. Um, I, you know, th- this is whether you are for them or against them. This is historic to see, and I've never yeah. been able to see an impeachment hearing like this. And I was enthralled. I, I loved the way that each side of the aisle went after the uh, the witness. I, I was I, I watched the whole thing, so I am exhausted. But I'm going to hold it together. And keep you entertained for the next two hours. Speaking of the impeachment, we'll have coverage, of course, tomorrow morning on Atlanta's Morning News with Scott Slade. Speaking of tomorrow morning, I don't know if Longoria's been coming in early, by the way, Chuck. 12-hour days. 12-hour days, making Longoria do extra work for Erickson. That's messed up. (laughs) But this morning, we had ice on the roads, and tomorrow's going to be another cold day. So tomorrow morning, just wake up with us. We got you covered, Mellish and traffic and all the good stuff. So start your day off right. With uh, 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's News and Talk. Um, We've got a big show tonight. Alex Williams, does he know this food? Speaking of food, Johnny Kielbasa has got some amazing breaking news in the fast food world. But as we always do on a uh, Wednesday, we kick things off with some Millennial Match Game. Let's play Millennial Match Game. Joining us live in studio, the undisputed champ of Millennial Match Game. She's Randy from the Digital Desk. Hello, darling. Well, hello there, Markster. Welcome back to the Queen of Millennial Match Game. Always a pleasure to have you tonight. Tonight's category for Millennial Match Game brought to you by Rocco's European Garage. Famous movie clips. Think about that, Randy. So, whoa. oh no, I broke the bell. So um, <laughs> I'm going to play famous movie clips, and the contestants on the phone are going to have to guess whether or not you know what movie it is, okay? So that's it. I'm going to play a famous movie clip. These are really famous, so I think you'll get a lot of them. Oh, you're so much confidence. It'll be sir. easy. Let's meet our uh, contestants. Uh, Bernard is in Hampton. Bernie, welcome to the show. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. How are you? Excellent. So you familiar with Millennial Match Game? Yes, I am. And tell the uh, listeners a little bit about yourself, my friend. I'm retired military, just hanging out. Congrats on your service. Happy belated Veterans Day, my friend. Thank you, sir. All right, you're going to be taking on Brian. Brian, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Tell the folks a little bit about yourself, Brian. Hi, thank you, sir. Uh, Well, I'm Brian, married to a lovely wife, Kimberly. We have one husky. I live in Cumming. I work for a third-party money manager in uh, Roswell, Georgia, and happy to be a part of the show. Your wife's name is what? Kimberly. And you have a, a an overweight boy or a dog? You said husky. No, that's <laughs> pretty good. No, <laughs> we have a four-legged pup. Okay. Uh, are I only ask because I used to have to wear the husky sizes I did from, from yeah. J.C. Penny. <laughs> so I just want to clear. I love huskies in all shapes and sizes. All right. Uh, so tonight's movie, uh, Millennial Match Game, is famous movie clips. We'll start with Bernard. Randy, the millennial, will she know what movie featured this famous movie clip? Oh, I got. Did I get Erickson again on this? I did. Let me yeah. let me try it one more time. Who keeps messing with the buttons in here? Erickson's the only one that was. One in more there. time. I, don't know. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. Well, millennial Randy, she's a wee bitty thing. Will she know what movie had that famous line? I'll play it again for you. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. What do you think, Bernard? Will millennial Randy know what movie that's from? No, I don't think she will. I'm with you. She is shaking her head vigorously. What I love, did he say? I love the smell, smell of napalm in the morning. What is even napalm? <laughs> what is this game? What is it's, that? It's, it's nothing you want to know. It's a bad, it's bad stuff. So it's bad. Okay, yeah. so whatever he's talking about, he it's loves bad. the smell of it, and it's bad. Yeah. And this is in the 70s or the 80s? It's old. Like, 
50s old? It, anything prior to 1990 is old to you, so it really doesn't Ooh, matter. Okay, well, uh, <laughs> I, man, I don't even know what Nepal, um, I, I really don't know. That's what's very I'll give you hard. A hint. It's a war movie. Okay, um... Is Training Day a war movie? Training Day is not a war movie. It's a great <laughs> no, movie. A the one. movie is Apocalypse Now. Oh, no. Uh, do we have that guy's that oh, audio still from Apocalypse Now? We'll find it. All right. Yeah. You get the point, Bernard. When in doubt, the millennial doesn't know. Famous movie clips on Millennial Match Game. Brian, tie this puppy up. Here's a famous movie cut. Will Millennial Randy know what movie it's from? I'll have what she's having. I'll play it one more time for you. I'll have what she's having. I'll have what she's having. I know what movie it is, Brian. You know what movie. Will Millennial Randy, though, know what movie that's from? Oh, man, that's a tough one. Yeah. I'm 50-50 on this one because it's an 80s movie, I believe. Yep. Um, everybody's seen it, yep. but I don't know if lovely Randy's seen it. Um <laughs> Uh, I normally go when I'm driving down the road listening to you guys. I can go no, but I'm leaning towards yes. But then part of me is saying, Brian, stick with your first guess. Um, I'm <laughs> shoot. I know she's like I'm trying to wait for a hint here, but I'm not going to get one. Nope. Uh, so I'll have what she's having. I'm going to trust Randy and say yeah. I think she will know this. I think this is Brian. Oh no. No, really? Okay, I, I have what she's having. I feel like I've heard that a I'm million gonna play times. It again. I'll play it again for you. I'll have what she's having. I'll have what she's having. Okay, he said it was in the 80s. Yes. Um, what's that pretty little something? What is it called? Pretty little something. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> what's the girl? What's the girl? The prostitute. Pretty woman. Yeah, was it pretty woman? It was not pretty woman. It's When Harry Met Sally. Who? What? No. Have you not seen When Harry Met Sally? No, nah, man. Oh, That's a my chick goodness. Flick. You is would, it? You would love that movie. Why would I love it, Mark? It, it basically it's very similar to the relationship you have with Big Husky. Okay, you know we what? Round two of Millennial Match Game continues. Brought to you by Rocco's European Garage. What's the score, Deb Green? We got Bernard at one and Brian at Zilch. Is it Bernard or Bernard? It's Bernard. Bernard. All right, Bernard King. Famous movie clips. Here's the famous movie clip. Will Millennial Randy know what movie this clip is from? I see dead people. One more time. I see dead people. I see dead people. What do you think? Will Millennial Randy know what movie that's from? Yes, I, I, I think she'll know this one. I do, too. It's a newer movie. Yeah. Uh, it's in the 90s, mid to late 90s. I see dead people, Randy. Okay, I, I know this. Okay. I do know this. I, it has Bruce Willis in yes. it. Yes. Um, I, I can't think of the name. Like, I see dead people. I see dead people. Um, Oh, I, I know this movie. <laughs> it's a little kid saying okay, it um, Bruce um, Willis. Um, I remember, like, ugh. Come on, give me the first letter of, of the movie. I know it. I just six cents. Wow. Ah, go, Randy. I didn't even give you a letter of any movie. Good job. All right, took you a while, but you got there. All right, Brian, you need this one to stay in the game. Millennial Match Game Movie Clips. Will Millennial Randy know what movie had this famous line? What an excellent day for an exorcism. One more time. What an excellent day for an exorcism. What an excellent day for an exorcism. What do you think, Brian? Millennial Randy. I would, I'm going to say no. Yeah, hell no. I'm going with that. An excellent day for an exorcism. Excellent day to prove Randy wrong. I don't know that one, actually. <laughs> horror movie. Okay, horror. Clearly, it's not The Exorcist. Clearly. Okay, and this is in the 80s. Mm, late 70s, early 80s. What's the one about that girl? Um, you know that they she had an exorcism on her. They had to take it out of her. Carrie. Annabelle? No, Mary who? <laughs> not me. You know what I'm talking about? Annabelle is not... <laughs> Yeah, um, you get the point, Bri. She didn't know, but uh, it was The Exorcist. Thank wasn't oh, in the God, movie. doggy! <laughs> right. Bern Bernard, here we go. If Randy doesn't get this, I'm gonna be very disappointed. Not to sway you, Randy. Will Randy know what famous movie this movie quote comes from? Snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? Snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? What do you think? Will Randy the Millennial know what movie that's from? Yes. She will know this one. You say, Bernard says, yes, you will know this one. One more time, Randy. Snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? I'll give you one hit. It's the greatest, it's the biggest movie star in the history of movies that says this line, according to me. <laughs> God, that doesn't help. Snakes, snakes. Why gotta be snakes? <laughs> um, okay, so, snakes. Snakes, snakes. In Why does it gotta be snakes? Early well, 80s. When had a, no, the snakes on a plane? That was in the 90s yeah. or something. I don't know this person. He's the greatest person. Greatest movie star in history, according to, Mark to me. Arrow, according yeah. to me. Who do you? I don't even know. Harrison Ford. Harrison. Ford. Oh, Harrison Ford. Yes. Um. Oh yeah. Okay. He was in that. Uh, uh. Indiana Jones. No. 
Yeah, I'll give it to her. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Hey. I forgot. Did Brian say yes or no on that one? Bernard said yes. Um, all right. You get the point then, Bernard. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a hint on this one, Brian. You ready? Uh, yes. Here we go. Millennial match game. Famous movie clips. Randy has to know this one. You know what they call a, a, a quarter pounder with cheese in uh, Paris? They don't call it a quarter pounder with cheese? I mean, they get the metric system. What do they call it? They call it uh, Royale with cheese. Royale, Royale with, with cheese. cheese. What movie is that? Do you think Millennial uh, Randy will know, Brian? Jeez, I don't even know it. Um, really? Okay. Yeah, but jeez. Um, you don't give her a hint and everything, too, like the last one? <laughs> um, the guy that you said, Snakes in a Plane? Snakes yeah. in a Plane actor was in it. So you think about uh, that. Um, all right, Randy. I'm going to put my faith in you one more time. Yeah, Please I don't let me down. You have to know this one, Randy. Yeah, I'm sorry, Sugar, because I'm not sure. Uh, really? Okay, oh, Sammy, well, in that case, I know he had a Jerry Curl, yes. and, and he had a partner. Uh, uh, shoot, he had like a, he wore like a black jacket. Yes. Too. I remember the visual. It was like a, it's like a, two, it's a two word movie. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, that's close enough. I'll give it to you. Pulp Fiction. There we go. I gave I give Bernard a little help, so I'll give Brian a little help. All right, that's the end of round two, a millennial match game brought to you by Rocco's European Garage. What's the score, Deb Green? Bernard three, Brian two. Nail biter coming back after the break. Millennial Randy in studio. Millennial match game, famous movie clips. We'll see who ends victorious. Still a lot of show to go as well. Johnny Kilbasa with some breaking fast food news on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram. What do you know? The Mark Aram Show. Final round of Millennial Match Game brought to you by Rocco's European Garage. Bernard 3, Brian 2. It is Bernard's turn. Famous movie quote edition of Millennial Match Game. Will Millennial Randy know what movie this famous quote is from? Bernard. Yo, Adrian. One more time. Yo, Adrian. Yo, Adrian. Will Millennial Randy know what movie that's from? Ah, that's tough. Um... Gotta go quick. Yeah. You say yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, Adrian. Friday something? It is not Friday something. <laughs> that is Rocky. Friday famous Rocky. Wow. Uh, all right, Brian. Well, Millennial Randy, know what movie this famous quote is from? Wax on. Wax off. Wax on, wax off. What do you think? She'll know it or no? Uh, I'm going to say no. You say no. Wax on, wax off, Randy. That's on Amigos song, on. but I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it means the same know. meaning. Okay, I don't wax, wax on. Some car show. Wax off. Uh, no. Oh, oh no, no, no. No, that's the uh, the, the uh, karate person. Mm. Yeah. Uh, no, that doesn't count. <laughs> 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 karate kid, karate wow. kid. Oh, man, uh, um, let me see. Should I do one more? No, we don't have any. Uh, one more. All right, who's up? Bernard. Bernard is up. Well, Randy, know what this movie's from? There's no crying in baseball. No. You say no. Uh, There's no crying in baseball. It ain't, I can't remember, but I'm going to go stand line. I feel pressure. It's not. A league of their own. Bernard <laughs> and Brian both win. What did they win, Deb Green? You both got a pair of tickets to go check out the Black Crows, June 27th at Lakewood. Unbelievable prize. Hang on the line, guys. Low to you, Chuck. We'll get your info. The Mark Aram Show continues next. Hey, this is Phil Necro, inducting the Baseball Hall of Fame in 1997. You are listening to the Mark Aram Show. What other show would you listen to? Speaking of the baseball, show. sorry, Bruce brought guy. to you by Engineered Solutions of Georgia. Thank you, Engineered Solutions of Georgia. Speaking of baseball, Braves right-hander rookie Mike Soroka finished sixth in the NL Cy Young Award winner uh, race today. Soroka finished third in Rookie of the Year and sixth in the Cy Young. We just heard some breaking news there from uh, the conservative Viking Eric Erickson. Apparently, Eric and Low T are going to be broadcasting live from Kirby G's tomorrow. Yeah, I've never been there. At the Square in McDonough. So we're not going to have Chuck tomorrow on the show. So if you're going down to Kirby mm-hmm. G's tomorrow, I want you to do me a favor. Oh, no. I want, and no, you're going to like this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're no, you're going to like it. You really like are. This. I want everybody that goes to the live, and I, I really think you should go because Kirby G's is great. they got a great burger. It's going to be fun. You get to see Eric's show live. But I want everyone that goes there to fanboy Oliver Chuck no. and ignore Eric. Like I want everyone leave. Everyone go up and ask Chuck if they can take a picture with him. Like, like just everybody. Like just I want you like ignore Eric and just everyone swarm to Chuck and be like, oh my god, you're so awesome, Chuck. Call him Low T. Yeah, yeah, Chuck Low T. I didn't know you were on Erickson show, Low T. 
if everyone could do that, I'd be very, very happy. I hate you that, so much. That would make me very, very happy. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, low, thanks for... Low, low T. Thanks for letting me know you're not going to be here tomorrow, Chuck. Yeah, I was, was going to tell you after the show. After the show, before I could bust your chops on yeah, the exactly. air. Exactly. Of, speaking of listeners, I, I've been uh, remiss in reminding folks, I haven't even mentioned it on the air yet. So every year, if you're not familiar, since we've been on the air since 2014... Uh, in the nightly version wow. of the show, we send a uh, Mark Aram Show Christmas card out to listeners. I make 300 of them, and it's like one of those photo cards with pictures of all the bananas and me, and we send it out, and you put it on your fridge, whatever you want to do with it, but we limit it to the first 300 people that request them. So, Deb Green, if they want a Christmas card this year, what do they have to do? Yeah, all they have to do is send me their mailing address. Email me. It is D-E-B-R-A at WSBRadio.com. Deborah at WSBRadio.com. And I need your mailing address. I don't need your email. So send me your mailing address. First 300 people will get a card. And they've already got people emailing me. Like, okay. They know. Yeah, they, they know, know it's time. Yeah. yeah, they know yeah. it's and about time. And they go time. quick. So if you, yep. if you want a Mark Aram Show Christmas card, and, and I've seen them go for a lot of money on eBay. People get them. Really? Yeah. Oh. And if you have one from last year, you can take it to the McDonough event and ask Charlie to autograph. Autograph. Oh, yes. yeah, yes. that'd be great. I hate you so, uh, much, so anyway, if you want if you want the Mark Aram Show Christmas card, email your name and mailing address to Deborah at WSBRadio.com. D E B R A. Uh so I, I asked Longoria to come in, in studio for this segment because um I want your input on this. Deb okay. found this story from AARP. It's the, uh, the retirement. Because <laughs> he's the oldest one here. Exactly. No, uh, not. Mark is. Sleeping position, a factor in relationships. Okay. Check this out. All right. Uh, researchers asked more than 1,000 people to describe their preferred sleeping position and rate the quality of their relationship, found that the closer together people slept, the happier they were as a couple. Nearly all couples, 94%, who spent the night in contact with each other were happy with the relationship compared with just 68% of those who didn't touch. Even the number of inches apart was a measure of togetherness. Reachers found that 86% of couples who slept less than an inch apart from their partner were happy, compared with only 66% who slept more than 30 inches apart. So, Longoria, I have to ask, when you go mm-hmm. to sleep at night with yeah. your lovely wife, who now calls you Longoria, thanks to the show, <laughs> I wish. what's your sleeping position? Are you back-to-back? Do you sleep facing the same direction, or do you sleep facing one another? And are you touching? Yes, we're touching, and it just, I guess it's mostly face-to-face or... You spoon her kind of yeah, thing? Yeah, something like that, yeah. But you're always touching. Interesting. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Deb, do you got, what, what about your sleeping position? I rarely sleep the entire night, so yeah. I kind of toss and turn, so I'm all over the place. But you usually start close and then end up a little Drift bit farther. Apart. Yeah. Low T. Chuck and Hot Neighbor, your wife? Yeah, we have a weird thing where we wrap our legs around each other. That's kind of sweet. Yeah. That might be the sweetest thing I've ever heard about Chuck. Yeah. Ask Chuck tomorrow how, uh, to show you how he does it when you go out to the <laughs> like, do you, Why do we got to wait till tomorrow? <laughs> like the leg, you like leg wrestle? Did you stay kind that of. throughout the night or do you separate during the, the night? Uh, and... Eventually we will, but one of us will wake up and then it'll turn into another snuggling situation. Now, is it always the same two legs, like your left leg and her right leg? or? Yeah, mostly. And you sleep on your back or your stomach? Yeah, that's usually how we start and then we'll... That, that's it's like you're right. in a sack race, you know, where you have yeah, one kind leg. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like we only have three legs. Yeah. Well, Chuck grew up playing those in Montana. So <laughs> yeah. That's actually the do. sweetest thing I've ever heard about you, that yeah. you do that. I, um, I don't do that. I'm a tosser and turner like Deb. Yeah, yeah. Like, we'll start off, like, really close to each other, facing each other. But I can never get comfortable. So, like, every 10 minutes, I'm going, I sleep on my side. So, I sleep I, 10 minutes on my left side, and I switch over to the right side until I fall asleep. Right. Like, if I'm in more than 10 minutes in, in one position, I haven't fallen asleep yet, I flip yeah, I over. Switch. Yeah, so. Like uh, an egg. That's, that's actually, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked. I'm stunned that Chuck has something <laughs> sweet right now. So, I want to know, uh, dear listeners, uh, do, you, do you jive with this study? Are you, uh, are you happier if you uh, are in contact with your significant other while you sleep, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Do you sleep wide apart? Do you sleep in separate rooms? What's the sleep like in your bed at night with your significant other? 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. On Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram. This is The Mark Aram Show. Via the Piccadilly text line for my girlfriend, Maya, basically we sleep wherever the dogs let us sleep, and she doesn't like touching because she gets super hot. I, I, I don't think I could fall asleep while touching someone. I just, I can't get comfortable. I'm a tosser and turder. Uh, how do you sleep with your significant other? I can't wait to ask Russ in Gainesville that question. 
because he's got a he's got a pick from like a thousand uh, possibilities on how he sleeps. Before we get to your calls, though, uh, Alex Williams joins us for another edition of Does Alex Williams know Does this Alex food? Williams know this food? Does Alex Williams know this food? Does Alex Williams know this food? That boy don't know what that is. That boy doesn't know what it is. The food tonight, Alex Williams, who is a great guy but knows nothing about food. <laughs> do you know what etouffee is? Etouffee. Will Alex Williams know this food, etouffee? Have you heard of it? I know, I've definitely heard of it. Okay. Um, is it like a type of caviar? <laughs> <laughs> it's Louisiana caviar, my friend. It's a, a dish served in both Cajun and Creole cuisine, typically served with shellfish over rice. And I picked that because uh, you're Alabama Crimson Tide. Thank you, Randy. Thank you, that was very uh, They got fun. smushed by the Raging Cajuns of LSU. That. So now you know, etouffee. I knew I'd heard of it before. It's a seafood dish served over rice. It's delicious. You'll love it. Okay. I All trust right, there you. There you go. Alex Williams did not know that food. Nope. All right. Have a good night, little guy. Later. Uh, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. David joins us on the Mark Aram Show. What's going on, David? Hey, Mark. What's happening? How are you, sir? Great. Love your show. Thank you, buddy. How do you sleep at night? Well, it took me 50 years to find my best friend to sleep with. She's beautiful. She feels like a girl because she is. And I used to hate touching. Uh, but actually, when I'm married to my best friend, uh, we could sleep on a twin bed. If I wake up during the night and I'm not touching her, I'll scoot over or stick my foot out or something so I can so touch her. So you can it. touch her? That's so sweet. Yeah. She's got, she's awesome. Now, do you sleep? I, how, do you, like, spoon her? Do you sleep on your backs, on your sides? How does that work? Uh, a lot of times we spoon when we're going to sleep, but typically I'm a stomach sleeper, so... I roll over and, uh, you know, we're touching so a lot of times butt to butt. Yeah, I, I, I'll i do the butt to butt thing. I like that. I'm actually more of a stomach sleeper myself. Like I I'll sleep, sleep, on, I'll sleep on my stomach, but turn my head left. See, if I sleep on my back, I snore like you wouldn't believe. Louder than Bosco, who's a really loud snorer. Jenny is in Lawrenceville. Jenny, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Hey, Mark. I hey, love Jenny. your show. Thank you, dear. Can't stop laughing listening to you guys talking about how you sleep. <laughs> how do you sleep, Jenny? That's the question. Well, my husband and I, we've been married 25 years, and we have one of these remote-controlled beds. Oh, so fancy. His will be up, mine will be down. He turns away from me, I turn away from him. But we meet in the middle enough times, it's good enough. Do you believe the data that says that people that sleep close to each other or touching each other are happier than couples that no, don't. No, yeah. I don't believe that. Dad. I don't believe Not that either. No. I don't believe that. Because Chuck uh, sleeps, he gives his wife the figure four leg lock as, he, <laughs> as she goes to sleep. You guys remember that? Greg the Hammer yeah. Valentine and World... Uh, I actually had a wrestler show me how to do that. The figure yeah. four leg lock. That's what Chuck does to keep his wife from leaving him. <laughs> yeah, Puts her in the figure four leg lock. And then the Cobra Clutch... Sergeant Slaughter's Cobra Clutch. You remember that? All right, when we come back, more of your sleep patterns and how it affects your relationship, Russ, in Gainesville. Plus, Veronica Waters is going to update a story we talked about in the Vinings area a couple minutes, months ago. Horrible, horrible story. We got an update on that. We got an hour to go. Still a lot of fun. It's the Mark Aram Show on 95.5 WSB Atlantis News and Talk. The Mark Aram Show is performed before a live studio audience. No, I want this town to be near you. Welcome back to the show and a good Wednesday Eve to you. Mark Aram here, you there. It's 7.08, eight minutes after 7 o'clock. This is the Mark Aram Show, heard Monday through Friday, 6 to 8 p.m. on 95.5.95555. All the fives, all the nines, and WSB. That's that's what you got to tune into. All the nines, all the fives, and WSB. Uh, The whole gang's here tonight. Deb Green produces the show. Shlongoria, the stoic Eskimo on the other side of the takeout window. Loti screens your calls. Actually, John is on the other side of the takeout window. Loti is hovering like a helicopter. Longoria is hovering. Yeah, Longoria is hovering like a helicopter mom. I am. Um, You wouldn't hover. That takes effort, Chuck. No, I would sit down. We might as well get you a lazy boy chair. For back there, Ooh, that'd be great. <laughs> Is it? Does that lean back a little oh, bit? Yeah. A little, oh, look at that! Like the Cadillac of chairs. The Cadillac of chairs. Um, what are we talking about? Oh, Veronica Waters coming here in a second. Um, we are talking about before we get to Veronica, the sleep study that said couples that touch during the evening 
have happier relationships. And the closer they sleep together, the happier they are. If there's 30 inches or more uh, between couples, that they tend to be not happy. Uh, Veronica Waters, newly married. Well, you've been married, what, two years now? Three. Three. Well, you got to turn your mic on. Sweet Jesus. How long you been I in radio? I just got in here. Right. I just walked in. Happy third in, third anniversary. Whoop, whoop. You and your uh, lovely husband, Beck. Do you do you guys touch while sleeping? Do you sleep apart? <laughs> how, how does it work? No, we do not touch while sleeping. I I'm one of those people who likes to have my toe touching his toe. Oh. You know, or something it's like a little contact. He hates it. He's yeah. he's so freaking. <laughs> he he says he's just so hot. He really does. You know, he it's, it's like his it's body the goes pheromones. Mm, yeah, mm, they just burst. You know, it's like off a heater. Head. All right. Uh, so he's not into the touching. Yeah, but you do, you, do, you, do you sleep kind of near each other or far apart? No, we sleep in different rooms. Oh, nice. All right, <laughs> excellent. So you guys are doing well. Yeah, we're doing yeah. all right. We did. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. Uh, it's a honeymoon. That's, uh, I didn't want to get uh, too personal with you, but that was nice. Um, I, I, there's, a, there's a story I want you to talk about. It's a story we talked about a couple months ago here on the station, and it really hit me hard. It was a murder-suicide in Vinings. Um, and a doctor, a woman doctor, killed her two sons. And you're shaking your head. Am I getting the, the, uh, the she's staff a wrong? She sold medical equipment and oh, some other things. Oh, she's in the medical industry. Her husband is the surgeon. Surgeon mm-hmm. and politically connected. Like uh, this is this was uh, like a power couple. Like this is a, le- a legitimate successful couple. Apparently, the marriage hit some bumps in the road. And next thing you know, this the the woman kills her two ch- children, adult children which we never see. If there is some murder-suicide like that, it's the younger kids, but they're adult children, and then kills herself. And we have some new information on that story today. What what did you find out for us? Well, the Cobb County Medical Examiner's Office completed their autopsies of Marcia Edwards and uh, her children with her ex-wife, Christopher Edwards and Aaron Edwards, all of them stellar in their respective fields, up-and-coming, successful. Um, Aaron was a, a student, popular. Um, so this this hit a lot of people hard. Yeah. Um, so what we found from the autopsy results was in a way not surprising. They uh, did die of gunshot wounds, mm-hmm. as was suspected. What we did learn was the extent of the injuries and uh, that the children were, in fact, each shot several times before Marsha Edwards killed herself with a gunshot to her chest. Yeah. So that was new information. We didn't know that the the children she shot her children, her adult grown children multiple times uh, in this horrific murder suicide. But that's really all we know. We still don't know, do we? Uh, a motive? What happened? Why this happened? Anything like that? I have never heard anything about a motive or a letter or a fight or mm-hmm. depression or an illness or anything that's caused it. Um, so I think to many of us on the outside, it's a mystery. Yeah. Um, what I could not tell but was hoping to hear from an investigator or one of the doctors in the Emmy's office was whether or not the autopsy results could tell us uh, in detail um, how they were shot. And mm-hmm. by how I mean, if you when you read the autopsy results, you see that, for example, Aaron was shot twice in the arm, okay. uh, once in the chest. Okay. Um, Christopher was shot... Um, in his back, he was shot in his arm. He was shot in the back of his head. Wow. He he had six gunshot wounds total. And so we don't really know how that scene played out. Mm-hmm. We also know that he was in a different room and a, on a different floor of the home than were Marsha and Aaron. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, yeah, there, there's a lot of questions there. Talking to Veronica Waters on the story out of the Vinings area. It, and this jumped off the page for me when this story broke. Because sadly, we we hear all too often about these murder suicides, and usually, it's um, it's it younger children, you know, like toddlers. Unfortunately, you know, young young kids, and sometimes it's not even the biological parents that do it. It's you know a stepfather that uh, gets kicked out of the house or whatever, comes back, kills the mom and the kids. But this one was, you know, this was a successful, well-to-do family. With grown children, that that is what made this so befuddling to me. We've never, I've never seen anything like this. I don't, I don't think either of us has, and that's saying a lot for having been in this sure. industry as long as we have. And yeah. those family annihilators, as they're called, uh, usually have some sort of. I think it's identified as a, some level of narcissism in that they believe that the people they leave behind would not be better off. Yeah. If they were to take their own lives, so they often kill the small, you know, kill the family yeah. first and then themselves. Um, this is just a mystery. Yeah. And and you, if you recall, 
um, one of the things that made headlines before was that Marsha Edwards had this great social media post like yeah. a day or two, but exactly. just days before, talking about what a great trip, what a great time they'd had together mm-hmm. in this overseas trip. And it's, um, it's just, I don't know them personally, but I have friends who know them personally. Sure. And this is just, it, on, it's a very hard story to report. Very well-connected family and in it, Atlanta. I mean, this it's was— It's hard to hear. It's yeah, hard to— uh, they touched a lot of lives. Do we know, have we heard from uh, the doctor, the man, the the husband, the father that survived? And, um... Yeah, so at, at some point after this, he did speak. Mm-hmm. He thanked people because literally he was getting condolences from around the globe. Yeah. And uh, he did want people to know that he had been getting their cards and letters and messages. He thanked them— he said he didn't want to talk anymore about it publicly and uh, understandably. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, it's it's different, and I don't want to get too down, but this was a story that, that intrigued all of us when we first talked about it. But if you think about it, Deb, um, if, if you have a husband and he loses, let's say hypothetically, he's got a wife and two grown kids and they all die in a car accident, right? That's That's a level of grief. Like, oh, my God, that poor guy, his whole family was wiped out in a bad car crash. Um, but that that is something that... I'm not going to say he's easier to deal with, but what this guy's dealing with, he lost his whole family, and it wasn't like an act of God car crash. Ex-wife, sorry, ex-wife. Uh, it wasn't uh, a, you know act of God car crash. It was malicious murder-suicide. I, I can't even comprehend how you even begin the grieving process of that and coming to grips with you know, uh, losing your entire family, your grown children like that. So it's I, I'm 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 th- I'm thankful you came in and gave us an update, Veronica. And if we get any more info on this story, uh, please pass it along to us. Absolutely, absolutely. Right. I think, um, I, and who knows if we'll ever get an answer. I think a lot of people would like to know the why, yeah, how something like this could happen to a family like this. Absolutely. You know? And if uh, and to the doctor, if you are ever in touch, um, please pass along our our best wishes as well. All right. Sorry about that. All right. Clean the slate. The, the bad news is over. The good news begins with our buddy Russ in Gainesville. Russ, come here a minute. I want to talk. All right, Russ, pick the show up, buddy. That was a big downer. How you doing, my friend? <laughs> yeah, that's a little difficult to follow. I know. Uh, let's let's start with question A. Who who are you with tonight, my friend? Who's who's? Well, that's the thing. I'm in a hotel room and coming by myself. Whoa. My, you know, I had a car wreck uh, on Veterans Day. and Knocked out your joy. headlights. Yeah, hold on. Let me recap if people aren't paying attention. Okay. Russ was with Joy driving to Canton, rear-ended somebody. Joy's yep. head went into the windshield because she wasn't wearing a seatbelt, and he couldn't drive That's his car right. home because the headlights were out. So what happened after that, Russ? Well, it's more than the headlights out. So I had the car towed to coming. Yeah. And part, so I parked here. I actually slept in the car last night. That was interesting. Ooh, wow. Okay. Um, yeah, and I bought, you know, the radiator's busted, so I bought a gallon of water for the radiator if I needed it so I could start the car and heat it up. And this morning I reached out and got the water to take a drink, and it was frozen. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I'm in a hotel room tonight, and Joy, now that we brought her up, because um, that was my first date with her after we broke up and everything, but when we sleep together, she lays her head on my chest. Oh, and I got to so tell you, sweet. that's the greatest feeling in the world. And she'll sleep all night like that. Is she, and I don't uh, even care if I sleep because it feels so good. I just that, love that. That is that. a good feeling. But eventually I'll tell Miley, like, all right, go over to your side. Like, it's nice. <laughs> that's but enough. I, that's but enough. I got to go to sleep. Um, is she? Is Joy okay, though? I mean, last we talked. Yeah, she... she's okay. She's okay. She said her head hurt yesterday, but she's okay. She called me a little while ago. She's okay. All right. In, 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 your, uh, in your plethora of uh, female companions throughout the years. Did you have any odd sleeping partners, someone that, that didn't want to be touching you, that wanted to sleep on the couch? That uh... I, I had this one girl named Lauren uh, a couple, of three years ago at the Lake House, and she would, I don't know, it was weird. She had this, I don't know what it was, but she would jerk and kick and stuff at night on that. She, she was Jimmy very legs. difficult to sleep with. She had the Jimmy yeah. legs, yeah. Yeah. All right. So in so, your in your relationships, multiple do you find that it's a, a better relationship if you guys are sleeping closer in bed or further apart in bed oh i love it i, I love to touch a woman when i'm sleeping you love to i touch love it. it yeah so as long yeah. as they as long as they it's consensual russ you you can t- not touch a woman who's sleeping without consent you know that right well yeah sure all right fair <laughs> enough uh russ so are you gonna are uh, i'm worried about the christmas card are you now lodged in coming for good? Like, where can we send I, the- I don't know. I mean, I, obviously, I'm going to have to buy another car now. 
But how do you go look for a car when you Without don't have, have a car. car to drive? You would think it's, it's like a catch twenty two. Yeah, uh, no, apps are not going to work for Russ uh, Veronica. Um, what what I suggest you do is you, you uh, put your head together with joy, and you guys figure out a plan, and you get the, another mode of transportation because we need Russ mobile. Because a mobile Russ is a fruitful Russ. Very good. All right. Russ, always a pleasure, buddy. Uh, enjoy coming tonight. Think of it as a staycation, buddy. Russ, All right. Thank you, Mark. Come here a minute. I want to talk to you. All right. There you go. A little double Russ. Um, when we come back, more on this. Deb's got a, a really interesting story that I think we can all relate to as well. We'll discuss that. Johnny Kilbasa with legitimate breaking fast food news. You are not going to want to miss this. That's coming up at 737. It's the Mark Aram Show on 95.5 WSB Atlanta's News and Talk. Mark Aram on 95.5 WSB Atlanta's News and Talk. I forgot to mention this. This is a very historic day if you're my age or older. Do you have any idea why this is a historic day? Chuck, wake up. I'm talking to you. Turn off Netflix for a second. No, he's on the phone. Doing his, actually doing his job? Yeah, well. All right. Why is, in entertainment history, this is a historic day, Deb okay. Green. Entertainment history. Hmm. Is it something to do with music or TV? TV. TV. Yes, classic, one of the best TV shows of all time. Like a 30-year anniversary, maybe? You won't get it. It's, it's uh-huh. not an anniversary. Here's What's today's date? Then. Today is November 13th. November 13th. Why is that a famous day in television history? Why? You'll find out right now. On November 13th, Felix Unger was asked to remove himself from his place of residence. That request came from his wife. Deep down, he knew she was right, but he also knew that someday he would return to her. With nowhere else to go, he appeared at the home of his friend, Oscar Madison. Several years earlier, Madison's wife had thrown him out, (laughs) requesting that he never return. (laughs) Can two divorced men share an apartment without driving each other crazy? November 13th was the day that Felix Unger's wife kicked him out of the house. Because they didn't touch when they went to bed. Because they slept on the other side of the bed. Yep. I am I am such a slob. Um, Oscar Madison, like that, that when I watched that show as a kid, I think that shaped my life because he was a sports writer and I always wanted to be a sports writer and he was a slob and I'm like, oh, I guess I'll be a slob then. Yeah. He's, yeah. How'd that work out for you? You've emulated it pretty well. I did, yeah. I started my career as a sports writer and I'm still a slob at age 45. All right. Um, I got a story when we come back after uh, news, weather, and traffic. Plus, Johnny Kilbasa is going to join us with the Fast Food Review. Uh, I want you to think about this, guys, because I'm going to ask you uh, the top 10 most embarrassing situations that people have dealt with in their lives. So think about that. I want to know Longoria, Low T, Deb Green, the most embarrassing situation in your life. We'll discuss when we come back. And I, of course, will tell you my most embarrassing situation. I think Veronica knows this story. You guys might know this story. I almost quit this job. That's how embarrassing this story was. And it has nothing to do with me going to the bathroom, Longoria. Um, When we come back, our embarrassing moments and Johnny Kilbasa with breaking fast food news. On Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram. This is The Mark Aram Show. And you're listening to the Mark Aram Show. Seven thirty-seven, thirty-nine degrees on Peachtree Street, which reminds me, a two on the Mark Aram Show back sweat meter. The only sweat I had today was walking Bosco before the show, and I was in the sun wearing a jacket and sweatshirt. That's the only reason why I was a two on the Mark Aram Show mm. 
Mark Aram Show sweat back sweat meter. Speaking of cold temperatures, going to be cold again, Schlongoria, tomorrow. Yeah, it is. Ice possibility for your commute. Make sure you wake up with us at Atlanta's Morning News with Scott Slade. Myself, Mark McKay, Ashley Frasca, Veronica Harrell will guide you around the icy patches, Kirk Mellish's forecast, and, of course, complete uh, impeachment coverage from the nation's capital and Jamie Dupree. All right, uh, before we get to Johnny Kilbasa and the fast food review, and breaking news on that, by the way, um, embarrassing situations. Some survey, another one of these dead green surveys. She might just be making these up. She probably is. Whatever. It's show prep. It yeah. does It does me good. Better than what we had. I want to know what people say <laughs> are the 10 most embarrassing situations in their life, Deb Green. Go from 10 to 1. Longo, okay. find a little uh, drum roll or something we can get underneath Deb Green here while she begins. All right. So number 10, they said, is speaking in front of a large group, which terrifies me, but it's not embarrassing. It's it's a scary situation. Yeah, public speaking. I guess f- uh, fumbling during public speaking Maybe, would be yeah. embarrassing. So that's okay. number ten. Number right. nine is have a child having a temper tantrum in public. So you Ooh. you two might be able to relate. Does that, to that. Is that that has happened to you yet, Chuck? Right, your your sweet oh, daughter. Oh yeah, she amps out all the time. She's ragey. <laughs> Are you bringing her to Kirby G's tomorrow? No, uh, <laughs> she's she's ragey. She's super ragey. She'll be fine, and then she just hulks out, and you're like. What is happening to she you right now? Schlongoria, your mm. daughters, do they ever lose it in public and embarrass you? Oh, yeah. All the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what kids do. Uh, yeah, yeah I guess that would be embarrassing. They don't care. Uh, <laughs> All right. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Number eight care. is having a significant other do a tantrum tantrum. So your wife, husband, oh, or girlfriend. I've seen Chuck's wife do a temper tantrum many times and I'm lose it. I'm going to tell her you said that. She, <laughs> she's, I was a witness. Uh, anyway, go ahead. Right, the Christmas number... party last year. Remember that? No. When he motorboated Pineapple Johnson? <laughs> Stop. None of that happened. <laughs> Next to Number seven is tripping in public. That's embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. I would think the kids going acting out is more embarrassing yeah. than, than, than tripping, tripping in public. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Unless you do a face plant into like... If a, if you know a bunch of people are watching. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if you were in like a grade school or high school, that'd probably be really that'd embarrassing. That'd be more embarrassing, yeah. At 42. All right, that was there. number seven. Number six, having the hiccups in a meeting. Like work meeting. Yeah. Eh. Yeah, that wouldn't embarrass Depends me. On if no. you care about your coworkers. Uh, yeah. Eh, it's hiccups. Eh, big deal. All right, Gas number... would be worse. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Number five is falling asleep in public. My dad is, is an, has made it an art of falling asleep in public. Like, you take him out, and I don't know if it's narcolepsy, but no, he... No, it's just getting old. I mean, yeah. he, but he, he, he did it at 35. At 35, oh. he would pass out. I mean, he's really? a hardworking dude. But if he had a chance to take five minutes, we'd be at the, the Caldor store. And my mom's trying on, chair. trying on shoes. He'll take a five-minute power nap anywhere. I was, I think this is a product of an older generation that worked harder than we did. Oh, yeah. Because oh, yeah. my dad Speak would, for yourself. I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's, I, I, you I'm shouldn't lumping, even take naps. I'm lumping you all in with me. But my yeah. dad would fall asleep in an instant anywhere yeah. he could shut his eyes for two my seconds. My dad, the same thing. And he'd be out. I'd be like, how does he do yeah. that? Yeah, he can sleep whatever, whenever for his little amount. Yeah. All right. Next one. All Deb. right. Number four is forgetting somebody's name, which I do uh, that all the time. I, I, I freeze in the hallways here at the station. Thank goodness social media is around because I can just look them. Oh, that guy. Yeah, but I mean, if you're not friends with them, like I've worked with people here 15, 20 years, and I, you could put a gun to my head and I don't yeah, know their name. their name. That's why I say, hey, what's up, man? What's up, dude? Yeah, I know. But that's so obvious sometimes. Well, no. like, I am, if you do it every time, they don't. I, it's... I literally, when I have to go to the third floor for meetings, because there's TV people up there that I've worked with for 20 years. But I don't work with them, you right. know. Sure. We've just worked for the same company, and they'll be like, "Hey, Mark," and I'm like, hey, "Josh, Steve, you know." I'm just like, I don't know, and I'm like, one of these days they're gonna call me out and be like, "You don't know my name, do you?" And I'm like, "Nope." That that is really embarrassing. All right, right. next one. Number three, Longoria said it: passing gas in public. Um, I don't even hear you. <laughs> What'd you say? I don't if they, they hear, hear you. you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean, true. like if you, if it's silent. Eh, you blame it on anything. <laughs> yeah. Unless it's just you and one other person, then it's yeah, obvious. You, yeah. And if there's no dog around to blame it on. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Number right. two. Plain, just let it go. Number two, getting an answer wrong in front of the boss. Eh, that doesn't really apply to us. I um, I've I'm uh Johnny I've Johnny mastered the meeting situation. Yeah. I am the king of meetings. Yeah. Because I've done so many of them. I have never given the wrong answer. I know what to say, when to say it. I know when to not ask questions. That's just important in a meeting. Like yep. when you need to shut the hell up and get out of that meeting and you got the eager beaver, it's like, oh, one more, one more question. And it's you like, give him that side eye. Yeah. Like, Stop talking. I am the king of meetings. I know how to do it. I'm like Costanza. All right, get I'm out, out. Get out on a high <laughs> note. I say, I say a funny line. I ask a good question and I shut the hell up. I, I should teach a class on, on giving good meeting. 
or getting good meeting because I am awesome at it. There's a time where, like, you just need to shut up. I don't care if you have a legitimate question for the boss. You just shut up. We're going to end this meeting now. That's my that's class okay. class All lesson right. number one. All right. All right. And number one, most embarrassing situation, coughing in a quiet place. Oh. What? Yeah, that's what it says. Coughing a... in a quiet. Yes, exactly. That was horrible. Yeah. That's a horrible number. That's a horrible up. number one. I, I think you did make it up. How? <laughs> like the the speaking in public one. You know, messing up in public is more embarrassing than, than coughing. Coughing yeah. around a bunch of strangers. Unless, it, all right, I I'll tell it you what. On the, situation. the only time it's embarrassing to cough in a quiet place is in church. Yeah, but that's serious in, situation. Like if you get the, the if you get the if you get the giggles, that's embarrassing. No, no. But, but if you can't stop coughing at church, yeah, or synagogue, Jews nugget, like that's what I've been embarrassed because. So when I went to my cousin's kid's bar mitzvah, and I got something in my throat, like a tickle a in dry my throat. Tickle. And this, this poor kid's up there trying to read Hebrew, and I'm like, <clears throat> like, like that. That was embarrassing. All right, good job, Deb. I, I, I find validity in that list. Let's do a little fast food review with Johnny Kilbasa. And now on the Mark Aram Show, it's time for the fast food review. The joining us mm-hmm. live on the greasy, salty hotline from parts unknown, height unknown, weight we do not want to know. Johnny Kilbasa and the ever so popular fast food review. How you doing, Jonathan? Stop the world because Deb Green Googled something, and I'm wrapped in bacon. I'm here for the take, and I'm covered with cheese. I am to please, Big Daddy. And Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Before we get to the breaking news, I'm going to need the breaking news sound in a second. Uh, a special birthday wish to uh, Holly Evans, who turns, I'm not going to say her age, but she is Traffic Trooper Herschel's wife. A big birthday for her today, and she's a big fan of Johnny Kilbasa, so I want to wish her a happy birthday just before the start of the fast food review. So happy birthday, Holly. We love you and your husband, Herschel. He is invaluable to the traffic team. So a big uh, happy birthday to Holly Evans. All right, break, like, legitimately breaking fast food news. Where is Give me Hector? the goods, Johnny breaking K. News. Breaking news tonight, Mark Aram. I took the black car down to Jacksonville, Florida, and I'm just pulling out now because they had something big going in the test kitchen. Thanksgiving came early to all the people in the beautiful city of Jacksonville, Florida. Too bad we're not going to get it this year, but next year, just wait, Mark, because Hardee's is testing out Thanksgiving in a box. Did you hear that, Longoria? Thanksgiving in a box. Box being test marketed by Whoa. Hardee's in Jacksonville. Explain Thanksgiving in a box, Johnny K. Well, Mark, hopefully, cross your fingers next year at this time, we're going to have a box from Hardee's, and it's going to have three different things that you never see anywhere. Start off with the big thing, and that's going to be your chicken tenders, but they're going to be breaded in stuffing, stuffing Whoa. breaded chicken tenders. Stuffing Mark. breaded chicken tenders. You got me. Uh huh. That's curveball number one. <laughs> one and oh, coming at you. <laughs> sweet potato waffle fries. Not Ooh. just waffle fries, not just sweet potato fries. Sweet potato waffle fries. All right, curve I can live without two. those, but I know why people like them. But they're not my favorite thing. <laughs> two and oh. Mark Aram sitting in the box at two and oh. Is he going to swing? <laughs> Here comes curveball number three. Green bean fries, Mark. That's a thing now Whoa. you'll see around pubs. You'll take green beans and bread them up like they're French fries and fry them. And you know what? I actually dig green bean fries. They're, you don't see them in fast food. I don't think you've seen them anywhere. In no, food, no. I'm on board with green, green bean fries. So, Mark Aram. Yeah. Sitting there at 3-0 and on Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. Hitter's pitch. If it's anywhere near it, you're going to knock it out of the park because... You get a big thing of chicken gravy to dip it all in in the Thanksgiving box, Mark. What? <laughs> Not just enough gravy for the chicken tenders, but enough gravy for the chicken tenders, the sweet potato waffle fries, and the deep fried green beans. Legitimate. Oh, you get a little thing of gravy in there, too? No, you get a big thing of gravy. It's not just like a side of ranch. It's a little. We have to wait till next year, though. Well, unless we do a road trip to Jacksonville, Thanksgiving in a box. Get in the car. Stuffing breaded chicken tenders, sweet potato waffle fries, green bean fries, and a vat of gravy. I am all on board for that. Good job, Hardee's. That's that's game changing right there. If it's any good. Go ahead, Chuck. I was just yeah, going to no, say, it's, it's going to be good for folks that want to try it but still want to do their turkey dinner. Yeah, they should do what uh, Chick Fil A does, and you get like a party platter, mm-hmm. and you use it as the the uh, 
uh, appetizers, you know, as people are coming over for dinner. Yeah. So they can sample all this stuff, and you can drink and hang out, and then you can have your regular right, There dinner. you go. Martha Stewart Jr. Or party oh, at his house. Yeah, party at Chuck Stonehouse. All right, so we might have to do... Here's one thing, too. I got a, uh, a suggestion or a request for Deb Green. I have never in my life had a turducken. Have you guys had a turducken before? No. A turkey stuffed with a chicken stuffed no, with a No, but I've duck. always wanted to do that. You bring in food every week, Deb. Can you try to finagle us a turducken at some point? For Thanksgiving? I don't care. I don't care when it is. I'll, I'll do some research. All right. All right. Yeah, you could probably only get them around Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Turducken. You, can make them when, you can go to Publix and make them whenever you want. Yeah, yeah no. Right. Shopping is a pleasure. We don't have to cook around yeah. here. I'm not going to do that. I know. Well, we're doing, a, we're doing a live show from Publix in a couple weeks. So oh, maybe, there you go. Yeah, maybe. But if you can, Deb. All right. Let me see what I can find. Find me a turducken. Johnny K, we appreciate you as always. And. It's the cholesterol's high, baby. So am I. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram and listen to the Sausage Hut podcast on any pod app or johnnykielbasa.com. All things kielbasa on johnnykielbasa.com. Appreciate you, bruh. Anytime, bro. And thanks to Johnny for not rubbing in the literal ass whooping he gave me in fantasy football last weekend. Well, was that 150 to four? It was, I've never been beat like that. Yeah. yeah. It was, I felt like a waffle sweet potato fry. Mm. That's how bad I was. <laughs> Johnny, talk to you later, buddy. All right, bro. All right. When we come back, my most embarrassing moment, Longoria is a most embarrassing moment. Deb Green and Low T's as well on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram. That's a hell of a breaking fast food story right there that you heard first from Johnny K. But Kibasa. Thanksgiving in a box from Hardee's. We'll be right back on the Mark Aram Show. Mark Aram on 95.5 WSB, Atlantis News and Talk. Real quick, most embarrassing moment of your life, Longoria. You're up first. Wow. Uh, I think when I was a kid, I got pooped on by a bird and uh, <laughs> during, uh, like, outside playing. Yeah, yeah. And I had to, like, basically wear that the whole day. The whole day. All right, that's embarrassing. Yeah, so. Chuck, most embarrassing moment of your life. I can't believe you said that because the one I could think of was I was hitting on a girl. I was all leaned up on, on her <laughs> yeah. door, talking to her, trying to lay some game. Bird poop. Bird crap right on my wow. house. That's, that's ironic. Yeah. Deb Green, do you got a non-bird poop embarrassing <laughs> story? One of my closest friends is in a band, and he tried to get me to come sing on stage with them, and I do not sing, yeah. and he wouldn't stop until I went out there and horribly sang. Oh, it was that, awful. that's embarrassing. Yes. All right, my most embarrassing, it's, it's a long story, but I'll try to make it quick. This is back, Pete Spriggs, our boss, his first year. He just got hired. I'm doing the Braves pregame show, and Pete's like, hey, I'm taking my son and his friend to the game. Come see us when you get a chance. So I go there. The kids are like eight years old, seven years old, and they're on the baseball team together. And I played college baseball. So I said to Pete's son, are you a pitcher? He goes, yes. I'm like, are you left-handed or right-handed? He goes, right-handed. So I grab his, his right arm, and I'm like, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take a saw and cut <laughs> off your right arm. Nice. And then you'll have to learn how to throw left-handed, and you'll get a better chance of making the majors. And I make this big production, like a fake saw on his arm, and the kids are staring at me like I'm crazy. And I'm like, oh, don't worry. I'll put your arm back on. It won't be a big deal, blah, blah, blah. Didn't think anything of it. Watch the rest of the inning. Get up to shake everybody's hands. Shake Pete's hands. His son's hand. His uh, son's friend has no right arm. I went through this whole schmeal about cutting this kid's arm off and be like, no, no, don't worry. I can put it back on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the kid next to him, listening to me do this whole story, has no right arm. I, I had no idea. He didn't jab you or something. Yeah, like, or I, I literally you. threw up. And I thought I was going to be fired. That was by far the most embarrassing moment of my life. Veronica Waters reminded me of number two. There's a tour group of uh, Lebanese exchange students in here. <laughs> oh, that's I, remember that I, I remember that one. And my one. friend, uh, my, one of my best friends is Lebanese, and he taught me all these Lebanese words, but they're all bad. And basically, I said, hey, you ladies of the night, with the bad. <laughs> and they all gasped. They went, <sighs> there you go. Star of the show. Um, I'm going off, uh, I'm going off the wall on this one. Tim Andrews reminded me that uh, Felix Unger was kicked out on November 13th, so right. throwing him a bone. Uh, on Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram. Facebook, Mark Aram WSB. In the meantime, go to sleep, little baby. Oh, and bother Chuck at Kirby G's tomorrow. Bother Chuck, 4 to 6 p.m. at Kirby G's and McDonough. Guests of the Mark Aram Show stay at the all-sweet Omni Hotel, located in the heart of Chicago's Magnificent Mile. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. 
Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.